the world, Chico, and everything in it. No Stone Unturned, Season 2. Yep. this break was definitely good but you know i missed it man i missed you know getting together every week and and getting our thoughts out there man so i'm really happy to be back yeah same here Um, like we mentioned that the uh trailer for the season for season two it was uh a nice uh, break at the beginning it was nice to be able to unwind and uh just uh in my case go to the coast for a week with the family and uh and chill for a bit um, do you have any great poupons, sir? What do you mean you went to the coast? <laughs> what were you up to on this break, Germany man? does have a coast in the north side, <laughs> the Baltic Sea. And uh, it's a pretty big, obviously, I mean, it's the only coast, so it's pretty big, pretty popular for, for Germans. And uh, yeah, we went out there and hung out for a week, and it was a really nice, relaxing time. So, But, but like I said, like two... I think two, three weeks before we were ready to come back, I was already itching to get back behind the microphone. So I think that's a good sign. That's definitely a good sign, man. It really is. And while we were gone, there's been a lot of crazy shit happening, man. Let me kind of let the listeners in on what I've been up to that's on right. this uh, little break. Um, I've been busy, man. I, you know, For those of you that don't know, I'm a musician, so I create... And I've been busy creating with my fellas, man. So we've been we've been at it, trying to do the best we can to maneuver with pandemic <laughs> that we currently have going on, uh, trying to be safe, trying to be careful, but at the same time, not living in fear. You know, not being dumb about it, but but not living in fear. So I have been tested. I did obviously go ahead and do that before I went and and you know met up with anybody, not to put anybody at risk. And uh, yeah, man, we've been working. So hopefully, we can start you know showcasing some of that music here on the episode get the listeners up to speed Mm -hmm. and besides that man just working grinding it out man grinding it out yeah same here same here you know no how much we can do no pressure but uh i'm really looking forward to uh hearing some of those and putting some of them up on the uh the show there buddy (laughs) i'm like kobe man wearing the two four i don't feel pressure man so i'll be more (laughs) than happy more than happy to bring that to to the community of listeners that we have man for sure nice Let's get into it, man. Fun fact time. Let's rock. 
Fun fact for episode one of season two is the Windy City name has nothing to do with the Chicago weather. Now, we've all heard of Chicago being known as the Windy City. Well, it's a crock of shit. This is why. Was this one of the random facts you already knew? Chicago's nickname was coined by the 19th century journalist who was referring to the fact that its residents were windbags and full of hot air. (laughs) <laughs> so, although it does seem coincidental that it is windy in Chicago, which is why you would think that that's why it's called the Windy City, there's a particular 19th century journalist who felt a certain way about the residents of Chicago, and he's the one that coined it, and he was referring to the actual people. And once again, they were windbags and they were full of hot air. I guess the people wanted to uh, make sure to change that narrative as quickly as possible. So they started call, you know, saying it had to do with the actual wind. I've never been to Chicago. Have you? I have never been. Okay. I have not yet. I'm a traveler, man. So I'm definitely going to do it. But there's just so much, you know, so much good places. Right? <laughs> right. Like now this might be a good time to go to Chicago because we really can't go abroad because no other country wants to mess with the U.S. True. Because we're like tainted, you know. True. So, hey, take advantage. Stay, stay stateside. <laughs> definitely want to try the deep dish. But never, never. I just want to know, like, so what did they do that they, like, have wind turbines in the subway or something <laughs> like what are they doing bro to, to be like well this is why it's the windy city it's not because of the people because it is windy there which is funny you know? uh i don't know maybe it's just something to do with the location in general and then with their high rises um it probably makes it particularly yes. windy like in certain parts of the city exactly. whatever yeah for sure i think it's the buildings you know how it is it's kind of like when you're in the hallway almost right and gust of wind comes through um i think kind of is that same effect Mm. Uh, with uh, with kind of where they're located in the in the country, and then like you said, the high rises. But um, Chicagoans, if that's even a word, <laughs> sorry for the fun fact, man. But I had to bring it to the mic, baby. The people gotta know. At least it wasn't all because they're full of like gas, like you know, like they're gassy. That would have been worse. <laughs> I mean, it could very well be, man. Full of hot air was one of the. It's all that exact... deep dish. <laughs> These guys are farting like maniacs. It's crazy because I'm a saucy guy, man. You know what I mean? Like, I mean, I'm a good... When it comes to pizza, I like a nice, thin New York slice. You know, authentic. Don't get Just cheese. I don't need pepperoni on it. Mm. Obviously, I don't mind pepperoni, but if we're talking about my ideal slice of pizza, a nice, thin New York cheese slice, mm. there's nothing like it, right? But I'm a saucy guy. You know what I mean? I like the sauce. <laughs> so I've always been attracted to the fucking deep dish. Because I'm like, man, that shit looks like a fucking, you know, like a good time. Yeah. <laughs> but people are, I, I hear people, some people say like it's really good. Some people say it's like a pizza cake. Yeah. And it's way too much, you know. It might be so, a I lot mean, of, it might be out. a lot of dough. I don't know if it's that's, if there's a, a lot of sauce there. It might just be a big old piece of dough. <laughs> and that's another thing. You know, I need to have balance in the bites, right? So if there's too much dough and then not enough cheese, but too much sauce, now I'm searching for things, and I don't want to search. Yeah. I just want to enjoy. You know, speaking of that real quick, just because we're on the topic, while I was at the coast over the holiday, over the over my vacation, I actually had a pizza. It wasn't Chicago style, but it was one of those deep dish, you know, huge base. You know, the dough was, was pretty thick. Yeah. And, and uh, it was pretty terrible, I have to say. Ah. It was like putting pasta sauce and cheese on a freaking baguette. It was just un unacceptable it was not a pizza for me i'm sure it has nothing to do with chicago style i would love to try it but yeah i digress 
Where did you try that? That, that was at the coast, uh, the um, up on the Baltic Sea, uh, some Italian place that was up there. Hold up, it was an Italian place. Oh God, <laughs> you know, That's crazy. Listen to me, bro. <laughs> There's a whole nother world outside of the United States. <laughs> I say that, man, because you know where was it that I traveled? Yeah, I, w- I was in Rome. I was in Rome, and I I remember trying like a pasta dish right mm. and it was it was it was very good it was amazing you could tell it was fresh dough you know but there's places here in the states i got this little spot called italy today <laughs> i'm saying got this little nook yo where you know like it, it can give it a run for its money so that's why i'm like where the fuck was that and if that was in italy which i mean pizza in italy right go hand in hand you would think there would be more respect for the ingredients mm. But I guess it's just a way, a different way of doing it. Yeah, so you know? there, there's all kinds of places here. I, it's it's international. So you do have Italian, Chinese, uh, everything you can think of, and really good, also really crap. You got everything. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think regarding like your experience with the pizza, you know, I, what I think happens is that when these dishes that originate in countries like Italy or if there's a dish in Germany or whatever, they're made a certain way, and they're made in a way that uh, it's palatable. Maybe not more than just palatable. It actually tastes good to the local, um, you know, to the locals. Yeah. And then when when it goes overseas, it gets you know it gets changed a little bit, either because of ingredients or because the the people just have a different, you know, different way of eating or whatever. And so that might be why you had a pizza in Rome that kind of left you like really. This is it, you know, compared to what you might have in the States. But for them, it's, you know, it's probably like, it's a good pizza. That's a good but I'm sure there's also places there. You could have also just gone to maybe not a very good place. It's also possible. No, no, but I don't want to, I mean, it was, I think it was a ravioli dish, actually. It wasn't pizza. Oh, but pasta. Okay, yeah. Yeah, yeah, it was pasta, but it was, it was, it was slamming, though. I mean, I'm not, I'm not knocking it. I just, I guess, and I'm a cooking show guy, Top Chef, Master Chef, Top come sit in my living room let's have some time together right so i watch a lot of cooking shows and shit so maybe i hype myself up too much you know about what i could expect but all it was all it did was just tell me hey look man you're going to some good places here in the states because even when you're in the motherland you know what i mean (laughs) you're like all right it's good you know it's it's great it's quality it's it's definitely you know worth coming back for but i mean i can you know if i drive 30 minutes i could probably find it if i go to the right place you know i hear you I hear you. Thank you for that uh, fun fact. I like that one. Yeah, man. I want to hit the uh, listeners with a new segment that we're calling That Lady's Crazy. <laughs> Florida Woman. Really crazy. Everybody, this is going to be fucking hilarious. <laughs> everybody knows Florida Man at this point. Um, I think everyone knows why this is a thing. Florida Man, Florida Woman. Um, if not, you know, write to us and then we'll explain why it's a thing. But Florida woman, <laughs> uh, the story I have, uh, I'll read it directly. A Florida woman allegedly left her two kids home alone while she broke into her neighbor's home and tried to take her nine-month-old baby, according to police. Hannah Braun, 28, was charged with attempted kidnapping, burglary, and child neglect in what police are calling a bizarre kidnapping plot. Around 2 a.m. on August 18th, Braun can be seen in doorbell footage knocking on the front door of her neighbor's house in St. Petersburg, Florida. Remarkably, she was led into the home after announcing her name. Someone dropped the ball there. 
Once inside, police said she attempted to snatch the baby boy out of the arms of his 12-year-old sister. The child's mother awoke and stopped the kidnapping, police said. A neighbor also said that Braun tried to kidnap his one-year-old daughter from his house on the same night. Braun's children, <laughs> I can see your face. Braun's children are reportedly being cared for by a friend. So, yeah, there's so much wrong with this story. Um, first of all, this woman is knocking on a neighbor's door or ringing the bell at two in the morning. And then apparently the bell, the door is answered by the brother, was it? Or the sister, a 12 year, 12 year old sister who mm. for some reason is holding her baby brother at 2 a.m. At 2 a.m. Something is weird about this story, but this is how it's been reported. And uh, and then she tried and snatched the, the, the baby. And luckily, the parents woke up. The mom woke up and stopped her. You know, but then it gets more bizarre when you hear that she tried to do the same thing at another neighbor's With place. The neighbor. And I'm wondering, why didn't he call the police? That's what I thought initially. I was like, did he give her a fucking pass, dude? I think like, so. look, I'll let this one go. And then he heard that the fucking neighbor had something to do with Yo, you know what? She did it to me too. I mean, it was the same night, so maybe I don't know, maybe he reported it independently. But that's some that's some Florida woman shit. Like, I don't know if it's something in the water down here. For those of you that don't know, I am located in South Florida. So anytime Florida man or Florida woman, now that no stone in turn is bringing you that flavor, is in the news. Part of it is funny because I can already expect it. But then another part of it is like, what is it? What is going on down here with the people? What are we putting in the water? <laughs> like, you don't hear shit like this happening in Minnesota or even in Berlin. You know what I mean? You know, it's always fucking Florida. Actually, I'm going to I'm going to tell you why, at least as I understand it, why it is you hear about it. And that's not to say that these things do happen in Minnesota. Maybe they really don't. But the big difference is that Florida has these so-called sunshine laws, which make it possible, not, not only possible, they require, I guess, the police to make public all of their, all, any crime that's committed. Uh, I didn't it's know public that. Not, it, it's, it's open to the public. And so that means that... Public information. Exactly. So journalists can go to wherever the source is for this, and they just pluck the stories out from there. And so ah, these sunshine laws are why Florida man became famous. And now Florida woman is going to become famous. Thanks to Nostone Unturned. <laughs> well, you know what? I feel a little better now because I'm like, this shit is really lopsided. Yeah. You know, I, I really need to move faster than I thought originally. That makes a lot of sense now because it is public information. They can just pick and choose from the crazy shit that they see. But nonetheless, I'm glad the, the child wasn't abducted. Right. Silver lining. Yeah, <laughs> little guy safe. And I hope that she gets the mental help that she needs, man. Because did, did she have a child herself? Yeah, she had two I think kids. You said at the beginning, two kids right? Who she left at home alone to go kidnap another kid. What's going on? I mean, I saw a video. She looked like she was high, to be honest. But no, they didn't say it in the article. But man, the, even thinking about that, man, like if she was, you know, if she looked high, she probably was, and she was in the care of two children. Mm. So let's for a second forget about that she tried to abduct another two kids. What type of environment is she creating for her own kids? No, oh, yeah. Remember when I said human beings shouldn't be necessarily, shouldn't have babies, shouldn't be allowed to have babies. You should, you know, have to go get a certification or something. Uh, that's the type of shit I'm talking about did, because that individual does not deserve. Did, did we talk that. about that on air? I believe we, yeah, I believe we did because I remember one of our, our guests was giving me some feedback. And they mentioned that part specifically. Uh, funny. Okay. So yeah. I, yeah, I think I think we did, and 
yeah, this is exactly what the fuck I'm talking yeah, about. Yeah, like, I understand. I think we have the same viewpoint on that one. So there you go, ladies and gentlemen. Florida woman. That's the story for this week. And um, I think we're ready to dive into uh, this week's episode, which we're calling Behind the Blue Line. Cue the dramatic music. <laughs> so yeah, today what we're talking about, let's see. Everyone knows, um, I assume, everything that's been going on with the protests um, over the last few weeks. Yeah, it started with the unfor- unfortunate murder of um, George Floyd, which triggered massive protests, not even, I mean, throughout the country, but honestly, even in outside of the country. So there are protests that started happening here in Germany, yeah, and a few other countries, so it went international. Mm. And um, we've heard a lot about the heavy hand of the police, so their response to these protests. Um, most of what you hear is about how they're basically overreacting. And we thought we would try and uh, get the inside scoop from uh, from a police officer themselves uh, who could give us the other side of the story, give us the perspective of the, uh, of the police themselves. So we went out and found someone who was willing to uh, speak with us off the record, uh, NYPD officer, and uh, we're going to tell... The other side of the story, the other side of the of the blue line. Yep. And it's interesting because um, this person shared with us kind of some pretty some pretty crazy stories that, to be honest, I had not personally heard. Um, the I think we could probably agree that the the media is really heavy on reporting um, how how hard the cops are being on the protesters. Um, I've not really heard much about what the protesters are doing to the cops. So let's jump in. Let's start with the um, what's going on in New York in general. Let's, let's talk about the mayor. Every, if, if you don't know, New York's mayor is, um, I think his name is Bill, his first name. His uh, last name is de Blasio. And um, he's not exactly the biggest fan of uh, the police department in New York. I'm not sure if you're aware, Frank, but there was a, a period of years where the crime in New York actually did drop at least compared to what it was when we spent time there yeah, in the mid to late 80s. That's back when Giuliani was the guy, right? There, there were quite a few. Yeah, Giuliani was in between. Um, I think when, when we were there, it was like Koch, I think was the, the mayor's name, um, Ed Koch. <laughs> Damn, man, you're dating us, bro. <laughs> <laughs> um, there's been quite a few mayors in between. But crime, crime definitely went down and... Thanks to, I don't know, some of these different mayors that were in there. Right now, what seems to be happening is that it seems to be going back up. And at the same time, what seems to be happening is that, at least according to some people, the mayor is having a really, like, taking a really light touch on on on, on crime and, and how he's dealing with these criminals. Fucking idiot. We can start. Sorry. Like, Did I let the cat out of the bag of my stance? <laughs> so let me give you an example. The new bail reform. Yeah, um, according to the officer we spoke to, they described it as a revolving door, like catch and release. So this reform bill or whatever it's called, basically, I, I did hear about this in the news, but basically it allows someone who has been arrested and would normally have to post bail to be able to be let out, you know, until their, their court date. It allows them to 
depending on the charge, yeah, it allows them to just walk out within hours of being arrested on some kind of honor system, yeah, some kind of, you know, agreement or whatever, the expectation that they're going to actually show up for their court date, you know, and, and like a POA. Sorry? Like a POA. Them high-level boys know what I'm talking about. <laughs> Promise to promise to appear in court. That's what they called it. So if uh, sometimes if like even on the street, if they don't want to take you to jail, they'll give you basically a court date. So they'll skip the incarceration process and they'll say, well, here's a POA, a promise to appear. So I think in a sense, that's what they're doing, even though they are being incarcerated, but they're not being held to the normal standard as far as serving the time. Mm -hmm. So they're letting them go early with the hopes, like you said, the honor system that they would come back when it's time. Once again, you're giving that yeah. trust to criminals. But, yeah, yeah. I- exactly. And this is one big complaint that the officer was telling us about because they're saying, you know, in some cases, even if it's a higher level crime, it's not unheard of that the judge will let them go out without bail and, you know, expect them to come back. And, and of course, what? not that they all do this, but I guess enough of them do it that they, they're going out and they're re-offending, you know, even <laughs> before they... They uh, show up for their their court date for their original offense. That's crazy, dude. Yeah, and so that's like one thing that that's really sort of driving some of the officers crazy. Uh, I, I mean, I can understand it, right? I mean, if your job is to sort of, you know, police the streets and and you arrest someone for breaking the law, and then, you know, you think that the process is going to work a certain way and instead this person is just basically let back out on the street to commit another crime it's like what are you what are we doing so i get that exactly and what it really creates is going to be this huge backlog of fucking criminals right because we we talked about at one point in time with certain mayors in office in, in the city crime was you know it got better right you're never unfortunately going to ever you know eradicate it but it got better it got more manageable you know people were were more law abiding in that mm-hmm. sense since this new mayor came, it's just starting to crank up again. So what's happening, what's going to happen with this is when you're letting these fucking people out and you're not holding them to those standards, now you're going to get more bad behavior from the scumbags. So when shit does get back to a point where we're like, all right, well, let's get back to regular life. Let's hold people accountable for their wrongdoings. You're going to have a lot more shit to clean mm-hmm. up because these guys are like, yo, it's like the purge out here. You know what I mean? We're running free. You know... And I don't understand, like, if you're thinking of a plan, how that's a sensible one. You know what I mean? You know, it's it's often the case, and I think in this case it's the same. The, Why put yourself in that position? It comes from some, I don't know, I don't want to, sounds a bit cliche to say it comes from a good place. But it comes from a place where they're, they're trying, at least my understanding, um, is that what they're trying to do is the majority of people who get arrested are usually, you know, lower income, poor people. You know, they're out on the street. I mean, I think most of them are not Tony Montana's. Most of them are committing these petty crimes or whatever, either because they have to or, you know what I mean, whatever the case may be. The world, Chico, and everything in it. (laughs) And I think what what the complaint was is that these people um, are kind of unfairly treated because they're already poor to begin with and they're put into this system and they can't afford to post bail. And so they end up sitting in jail until who, who knows when the court date is, you know. And it just kind of, instead of trying to improve the situation, it just either keeps it going or maybe even makes it worse. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because, mm-hmm. and so it was kind of an unfair situation. And I think that's where the bail reform thing was coming from. But mm-hmm. we have another example now where 
there was also you know decision to do something maybe out of compassion you know, like in this example um if anyone who knows new york is probably familiar with rikers island uh, the prison and mm-hmm. um or is it a penitentiary i don't know it's it's a museum now isn't it no what the rock oh i'm, th- I'm thinking about yeah, alcatraz, thinking alcatraz. <laughs> Sean Connery in The Rock. We're on the East Coast. <laughs> My bad. So yeah, uh, Rikers Island. Um, de Blasio is basically praising himself uh, for for Rikers being practically empty. Um, the reason being that because of Corona, I don't know how much this is reported, but Corona is 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 not just um, having a field day, you know, with the regular public in the prisons. It's it's a catastrophe. Um, for obvious mm-hmm. reasons, right? I mean, there is no uh, social distancing in there, and I mean, I don't know how how realistic it is to expect them to follow hygienic <laughs> procedures or whatever. So, <laughs> you know, these guys are sitting ducks, and so to kind of avoid that, um, I guess he decided to release lower offense prisoners or whatever, and. You know, so now you have again potentially people who should be imprisoned because they were sentenced to it being allowed to go back on the streets. And yeah, I mean, we would hope that if they're lower offense people, they wouldn't get back into trouble, but sometimes they do. I'm glad that you brought that up, Cynic. That brings me to a point that I really want to lay out for the people and, and to you as well. All right, we have a pandemic going on, right? Shit is global, shit is shutting down the world. Crime did go down, for one, it did. So let's say that if we had a, just to kind of give you a, a easy number, right? Let's say that on a typical basis, non-pandemic, crime is at 30%. We can say that during the pandemic, it went down to at least 15%. Mm-hmm. It did. But that remaining 15% are the people that are now going to jail and being released because of the circumstances, right? Mm-hmm. Come on, man. Like You have to be a particular type of person. All right, for there to be a global pandemic out here and you still be doing dirt. You know, you have half the people like, yo, even the people doing dirt, like, yo, look, we're not robbing cars for the next two months, guys. <laughs> even they have some morality. You know what I mean? Even they have some moral compass. You know, like, come on, dude, we have a global, global freaking pandemic and we still have people out here just not giving a damn, man. Like, people got to be better, dude. And And if you look at it, it's a mixture of, of two things happening here. It's a virus or the conspiracy of a virus, if you're one of those people, right? But it's a virus that's threatening our livelihood, threatening our health, threatening, you know, to take people that we love from us. And then it's the other ingredient is freaking people. Mm. And <laughs> mixing those two things together is what brings us to, you know, people taking advantage and Come on, man. Like, what are you doing getting arrested during a pandemic? It's like, you know what your mom used to say. You know, if you're out at two in the morning, you're only out there for one thing. You know, what are you doing, dude? Like, <laughs> where everybody's on lockdown. Like, why are you getting arrested right now? You know what I mean? Yeah. So then those those crazy people that are still willing to go to those extent, even during a global pandemic when everything is shut down. And remember, half of their buddies packed it up and said, yo. You know what I mean? We're not robbing jewelry stores for the next two months. These are the people that we're letting out early. You know, if anything, we should be like, yo, if we have this situation and if, you know, the world is in this current state and you're still dumb enough to fucking, you know, 
be be detained and be arrested, then you know whatever happens happens, man. All right, well if we if we can socially distance you, we can. If not, we'll give you some masks and some gloves, and you got to deal with it because you shouldn't fucking be here in the first place. You know what I yeah, mean? Yeah, I, I do. I think those are the people um, that have whatever percentage of the people that is. These are the same people who will, um, during a peaceful protest, throw glass, throw a brick through a window to go steal something from a shop, or um, if there's a hurricane, I know we know this from Miami or from Florida, and and some shops get damaged or something, you know, they'll go and take advantage and loot the stuff. There always be people who are just douchebags, filth. <laughs> Right now, there's, and this is not new, to be honest. It's, I, I found an article that went back to 2017 where this was already being reported. But I guess now it's it's worse. So um, there are homeless, like, all over the place, apparently. And what they've done recently... Especially in New York. Yeah, yeah especially <laughs> in New York. But what they've done recently, and this shocked me, is they've taken over hotels and turned them into homeless shelters. Have you heard about that? I have heard about that. And I had mixed feelings about that. But I'm, I, I want to let you finish your, your point and I'll give you my yeah, two cents. Yeah, I would cents. like to hear your, two, your two cents on that. Initially, flags are already being raised. On I was just surprised. I was shocked that, especially in the U.S., that, you know, how capitalism reigns that that uh, that hotels would would even allow or stand for that but yeah there there are hotels that have been converted into homeless shelters some people think it's a good idea or whatever but what you have is like an increase all of a sudden in fights overdoses drug sales rapes these are all climbing you know and to make it even worse the residents that live near these hotels you know they they you know, they're living in a place where they expect that it's going to be how it's always been, right? And now this hotel that had, you know, tourists and whatever and kept, the, you know, the neighborhood was a certain kind of way, all of a sudden is a homeless shelter. And while I'm sure there are a few homeless people who really appreciate it and they're trying and they're, you know, I, I did read about one guy in particular who was really happy about, you know, having, you know, a place to, to go to and, it seemed like he was really taking, wanting, wanting to take care of it. Mm-hmm. But like we just said, there are always douchebags, or let's just say, for the, give them the benefit of the doubt, mentally ill or are addicted on drugs or whatever, and they end up now mm-hmm. spilling out into the streets. And in front of the hotels, you got, you know, everything you could expect. You know, when you have drug addicts, uh, I mean, they're literally like shooting up, offering drugs to walk up you know, to passersby maybe even defecating somewhere around the it's like can you imagine that your neighborhood just gets flipped upside down um so that was that was one and i'd like to hear your two cents before i i tie it off with the last one i got a part of me loves that because it's like you know what we're giving help to people who need it and you know at a time where it is life or death we're choosing to take care of each other so part of me loves that man because it's like fuck dude like we need more of that. I don't I don't think there should be with the exception of the person decides that that's what they want for themselves because there are some homeless people that want to live that way, right? True. But if there's somebody that's struggling, I don't think there should be anybody on the streets, right? Not not by choice at least. So when something like that happens, I'm like, dude, that's fucking awesome. But then the other side of it is that 
a lot of, you know, big reason why these people are homeless is because they're making bad decisions, you know, for those, for that 1%, right, that, that didn't lose everything in the stock market and the wife left them with the kids and, you know what I mean? Like, obviously, there, there might be cases like that where somebody ends up there and it, and it wasn't because he stuck a needle in his mm-hmm. arm, right? But the majority of it is because these people are making shitty decisions. Mm-hmm. So, rather than them being like, man, you know what? Like, I fucking got a roof over my head now. I got a bed to sleep on. I got a shower. I may not have continental breakfast. I don't know if that was included or not in their (laughs) hotel stay. You know? But fuck, dude, this is so much better than that cardboard I was sleeping on outside. What do they do? They hang out in front of the fucking hotel like it's the block. That's what I'm saying. They may be. They don't even have the audacity to shoot up in their room, bro. They're shooting up outside in front of the fucking lobby. What are they doing, bro? I feel bad for the ones that do behave the way you just said. But they're lumped into the whole to to this to the yeah, group of homeless man. people who are not you know appreciating it and and going out there and messing it up for the rest of them that appreciate it. Yeah, it sucks yeah, all around. It sucks, and that's a, a, a gesture that's meant to you know be a positive thing. Exactly, and then like you said, for the people in that neighborhood, I'm sure that you know what if the homeless kept their end of the bargain, and like yo, we're just happy to be here. You won't notice we're here, right? Like a guest in your house, right? You won't even know I'm here. You know, they, I mean, you still have your, your racist motherfuckers or, or your small-minded people that just don't want to help people and they'll, they'll feel however, however they want to feel. But I think for the most part, people in the community will be like, you know what? We, we get it. It's cool, mm-hmm. you know? But shitting on the sidewalk? <laughs> for, for people that don't know, that's what defecating means, guys. You know what I mean? Like, what we, and you know, you know the stench of piss. I can already smell it, baby. It's like the subway. When you're telling me and you're painting this picture about how they're, you know, hanging out in front of the hotel like it's their apartment building, offering to drugs to passerbyers, yeah. you know that there's somebody peeing in a corner. Yeah. and I, So now you have this stench of piss out there. And I wonder, like, what happens to the hotel? What, like, what, what happens after that, whenever that ends? That's another thing I was thinking. I don't want to sleep on that bed. Yeah. You know? You know what I mean. I, I don't know. I have no idea how that's being handled. I mean, it sucks for that neighborhood. It sucks for the hotel. It sucks for the homeless people who who have something nice and, and want to take care of it but can't because the other slobs are out there doing dirt. So, Good point, man. The last thing that, um, that was shared with us uh, regarding the New York situation um, by this officer was uh, actually relates to the next segment that we're going to talk about, which is the, the George Floyd sort of the protests and that, yeah. And it's the the New York Police Department have a plain clothes anti-crime unit, yeah, in the department. Mm-hmm. And it was concentrated on getting guns and gangs off the street, basically. That was uh, uh, their, their mandate. And with, as a result of all the protests, and I'm sure you've heard a lot of calls to defund the police. I have, yep. As a direct reaction to that, de Blasio disbanded that plainclothes unit. And that is obviously not doing any favors to the city in terms of uh, criminality and uh, what's going on. So, uh, yeah, I mean, they're basically telling me or that people are out there shooting each other. Like, crime is shot up by... I saw a lot of different figures. And I don't want to quote any specific one because I saw a very big range in figures in terms of how much crime has shot up. And some of them looked pretty ridiculous. So I won't spend any, you know, share any numbers on that because I'm not sure. But 
the consensus seems to be that it has shot up by quite a lot. Mm. Um, even innocent people getting killed in the crossfire kind of stuff. So I don't know, you know, th this is the, the take on, on, on de Blasio's decision to, to close this unit from this police officer that we spoke to. I'm sure he would have some other reasons or excuse for why he, he did it. But, um, I mean, they're having a hard time out there. And uh, it, isn't, it isn't only just about the protesters. Uh, the cops who, who have a job to do don't have it easy. Yeah, man. I, I think there was a sweet spot when we were just at the you know, beginning portion of this pandemic where things, like, like literally everything shut down, you know, and even, even people took, you know, a, a step back on, on doing grimy shit and committing crimes. But I think as the deeper we got into it and things started opening up, we started going to different phases. Mm -hmm. That's where people started feeling like, oh, well, either this shit, you know, isn't that serious or I really don't care about my life and I'm going to go out and be a piece of shit. You know, when I hear defunding the police, I, I have mixed emotions about that, you know, because... I am I am typically somebody who stands with the police. I'll say that. You know, that's that's my opinion. Now, I stand with good policemen, right? I don't stand for people that are out there with their own agendas, you know, not abiding by the laws that they're trying to uphold, right? You know, they I'm with I'm with the people that have that that take their job with a certain amount of respect and dignity, right? Not the people that that killed George Floyd. I don't I don't condone mm -hmm. that, but I I I do stand with them and I, and I and I, you know, you know, I, I would say that I'm on their side if I had to choose, you know, but when I hear defunding the police, I, I think that there there has to be something that needs to be done to get a message across to those shady police officers that what they're doing can't continue. So I think that's a way of doing that. It's sending a message across. Now, when it comes down to how it affects how they do their job, I would hope that when we say defund the police, all right, maybe there's not so much OT that's being offered, mm. right? Maybe budget needs to go down on vending machines and police departments. Or on some of these ridiculous pieces of equipment that they have that makes them, you know, borderline military. Exactly. Shit like that that they really don't need. Maybe they'll use one out of ten times, but they're paying millions of dollars for it, right? Let's find different ways where we can go ahead and get a little tighter, but let's not go ahead and start pulling out specific task force like the one that you're referring to that help keep that order. Right. I think once we get to that point and we're, 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 you know, saying, well, we don't have the funding for this anymore. That's just in a situation we already know we're kind of we already know that they're losing control. Right. They, we can't really say that they have control of the city right now. So now that we know that we're losing control of this thing, we're going to go ahead and make a decision like, well, let's pull this specific task force. And I'm sure that's not the only one. That's just an mm -hmm. example of one. Um, that, you know, that move, I, I can't, I can't, I can't sign off on that, man. So that's where my mixed emotions come in. I would just hope they would be smarter with where they make their, their cuts and hopefully, at, you know, bring it back to, to where it needs to be. But there is something, there is a message that needs to be sent yeah. to these dirty cops, yeah. you know, and I do agree with that. And I think that's what they're doing, but we should be smarter about where we're, we're pinching pennies. You we know? had an episode last season where we were talking about this, yeah, and about cops and, and, I think the take on that in that episode from my side definitely I was I was very much also in the, on the on the on the side of the cops are overstepping and and to a large extent I, I still am um, but that's tempered a bit now that I've seen and heard the other side you know of of the situation but in that episode we were talking about how can this be kind of 
addressed you know and as you're saying now like maybe mm -hmm. defunding in certain certain ways certain things could be a way to send the message i remember in that one episode i was talking about getting rid of police altogether and just replacing them with like robots <laughs> hey listen I, i've i know a lot of good policemen you know and i got feedback about that <laughs> i love that idea i got feedback about that too you're fucking crazy i'm like i love that idea <laughs> You know, because it, it it takes the fucking human, you know, variable out of that situation and we could just judge it for black and white. Yeah, know? yeah, exactly. Uh, but I mean, but I get it. It, it was far-fetched. <laughs> I get it. But but one thing I do remember talking about was being more stringent in screening who can become an officer. And I yes. and I, I still yes. didn't, I still don't know. And, and I should have actually spoken or asked um, uh, this police officer that we spoke to what it is actually like like what are the the criteria but mainly i'm talking about psychologically right and making sure that the people that are coming in are psychologically stable um to the extent that you can obviously you don't know what will happen when they're on the job they might you know tip a normal person over mm -hmm. but you i'm talking mainly about filtering out the people who are already from the moment they join that would be um I think a real good way to to address that so yeah what else let's get into what the officers are dealing with themselves now sticking to new york city there's now something that at least the police are calling the diaphragm law i think i read up on it it's actually a piece of a larger piece of legislation um within this larger legislation there's this thing that uh, this part of it where that discusses what police um, are not allowed to do when they are arresting someone And they're calling this the diaphragm law. So New York City banned chokeholds, apparently, over 20 years ago. So they've not been using that when they arrest people. But um, according to this officer, that is apparently not enough. So now the diaphragm law is taking it to the next level. Yeah, And it's basically saying that if the police are in a situation where they're fighting with a violent suspect and that person is refusing to be arrested they're not allowed to subdue that person anywhere on their torso, on their back, chest, stomach, nothing. So let's uh, imagine this for a second. You know, you have someone who should be getting arrested. They've committed a crime, you, you know, whatever. And they are fighting. Yeah, they, they don't want, they're not letting themselves be arrested. They can now, the police can, the police department can, be sued if they use any method to subdue them that where they end up basically holding them down at their chest level torso stomach you know obviously it's obvious the reason behind it but this officer's point of view is like can you imagine what it's like rolling around on the pavement trying to cuff somebody yeah and you can't even touch them on the chest on the back or on the stomach You know? So it's like you're in a fight and one person says you could do whatever you want. <laughs> exactly. You have no rules. But this guy, you can't touch the face, you can't touch your hand, you can't touch the feet. <laughs> you know what I mean? All you can do is it's all you can up. do is use the, grab their arms, legs, and, and hands. You're right. It's fucked up, man. And you know what? It really puts more cops in danger if you think yeah, about it. Does. It It really does. Because you you know, if you're crazy enough to fight a cop, you're crazy, period. You know, you have to be a certain type of person to to not understand why that's wrong. Especially in this environment. Right? You know, we're here for a reason. And if it wasn't because there were so many cops that thought they were the law and they thought that they, you know, were different than you and me, 
because they have the badge. If there wasn't so much people abusing their power, if there wasn't so much black people specifically being killed by, you know, racist cops and cops that just didn't value, you know, a, a man's life just because of the color of their skin. If there wasn't so much of that, we wouldn't be here. So, yeah, it's fucked up. And it sucks because it is going to make their jobs harder. You know, it's going to make their jobs a lot harder because they're at a disadvantage almost anytime they get into a scuffle, you know, hand to hand combat type thing. But we're here for a reason, man. You know, I don't know if that's the answer, but I can understand why we've gotten to that point. Uh, I, you know, I think we're 100 percent on the same wavelength on this one. But as you say, you don't know if that's the answer. I can tell you what this cop told me is the result or the consequence of them being now pigeonholed like this. Mm -hmm. Talk to and me. basically, they're saying the cops are shutting down. They're not writing any summonses. They're not actively enforcing. They're not engaging people you know, when it comes to arrests. So if a situation escalates um, and the person looks like they're about to fight, they'll let them walk away. Right. Because this officer is saying it's to the point where they can lose their jobs over almost anything. And if someone asks a police officer for their names and their shield number or whatever, and they can't read it, you know, then and, and most of them do give it. But if for whatever reason they can't read it or they say they didn't give their name or whatever, they can be sued. Now, if they touch them anywhere on the chest, stomach, back, they can be sued. So it's like the police have decided to just throw up their hands and say, well, if you, I guess they're like, if you want lawlessness, then you get lawlessness. I mean, it's, <laughs> it's crazy. Yeah, I seen a movie that started this way. Um, and it sounds like a fucking movie when yeah. you think about it, the cops taking a step back and letting these guys run wild and stuff. For me, man, I, I have to, I have to put onus on the cops as well. I know that when you're in it, it's a brotherhood, and you don't want to be a snitch, but you have to have integrity in what you're doing, man. And there's a there was a lot of good cops that didn't say anything when they saw bad cops doing things. There's a lot of good cops that because of the brotherhood and because of the code looked the other way when they knew things were being done improperly. There's a lot of good cops that didn't intervene, you mm. know. So now it's putting even those good cops in a tough situation. But again, this is all it all goes back to dude, like, we're here for a reason. We're here because you motherfuckers just thought you were completely like, and, and, and I'm saying this from a, from a person, like I said at the very, very beginning of this, who is pro-cop, right? So when I say you motherfuckers, I say that with love, right? But you motherfuckers thought that you were the last Coca-Cola in the desert and you can fucking run around and just do whatever you want because you were the law. When you start making your own rules and you start thinking that you don't have to follow them because you're different and you're excluded because you're the one that's, a, that's entrusted to uphold it, we get into situations where, yeah, that, that does sound really extreme, that you can't even, the diaphragm law, that sounds fucking crazy, because think about it again, this is somebody who's trying to hurt you, you have a taser, you have a gun, this is somebody who's probably on drugs, you know, has, you know, superhuman strength, because he just took a shot of whatever he does, and it's not playing by the rules that you're playing by, mm. in all seriousness, that's fucked up, and that's a scary situation, but we're here for a reason, now, is putting the good cops in danger the solution to this? I don't think that is. I really don't. But I can understand why we're at these lengths. I can understand why we're here. You know, there's something else that the officer told me and um, or told us. It was about um, some of the situations in the riots that were taking place. Um, yes, I want to talk about that, man. And, and sure. they were telling me, they described them as riots. They specifically said mm -hmm. um, there were not peaceful protests. Um, 
there were actually riots and there were pretty pretty much a disaster. Well, I'm sure there were some peaceful protests, but yeah, if there's ten, one was peaceful, and nine were weren't because I you know it's I, I, impossible for me to believe that there weren't any when we saw them all over the place. Yeah, but I'm sure that that they weren't being sent to anything peaceful. Unfortunately, I'm sure that you know, and the majority was. Yeah, so. I think it's probably um, from the point of view of the officer, like yeah, we, yeah. We, we keep hearing mainly about the peaceful protests and the bad cops, you know. So now it's kind mm-hmm. of like the other extreme. They, were, they weren't peaceful. They were all riots, you know. Yeah, yeah. But nevertheless, um, what, what they were reporting is that two weeks after the George Floyd incident, um, the cops themselves were getting assaulted. Um, they were getting hit with flying bricks. They were yeah, getting hit with bottles cool. of hard cement. They were getting yeah, hit man. with bags of shit, bottles of piss. Yeah, bats, cinder blocks. So, and and I think some of this we probably did see on the news. Yeah, not not the exact stuff that was being thrown, but you know how people were responding to the police. Yeah, they talked about it for maybe five seconds. <laughs> They didn't cover it the way it should have been, you know, because that wasn't the narrative they wanted to push. And that that's, you know, again, I'm like kind of torn because I always you know, everything you said, you've said it a few times, like we're here for a reason and, and it's the same. But at the same time, it's like you got these police officers that are doing their job. You know, they're not going out and beating up, you know, people at random, you know, and that, now they got a bag of poop getting thrown at, the, at their head. <laughs> nah, man. Yeah. You know, it, it it's just an adolescent way. It's just it's like a baby throwing a tantrum, man. Mm-hmm. You know, and I understand, man. It boils over. I understand that it gets to a boiling point. I understand that you say enough is enough. Don't miss, in, you know, interpret my angle on this. I get it, yo. Shit is fucked up. Something needs to change. I get it. But when you throw a brick at a random cop, that you don't know how that cop, you know, goes about his. What if he's one of the good ones, guys? I know good cops. I'm friends with good cops. You know, not not all of them are, are there. There's people that care about their job that do it with a certain honor and and uh, dignity and respect, and uphold it. You know, understand that they took an oath and they're going to uphold that oath to the best of their ability. There's people out there that really want to make your neighborhood safer and really want to take bad people off of the streets. So how can we just get to a point where we're going to say, well, if you're wearing that uniform, it's fuck you. How do we get there, man? Like, you know, so I, I get that enough is enough and we get fed up. And it might sound corny, man, but I, I just don't know if that level of violence, violence in, in, in period, right? If we're trying to come up with a solution, violence isn't going to be a way to do it. We know that. But to go to that extreme, man, and throw, you know, shit in a bag and throw it at Come on, man. You know what I mean? Like, yep. piss in a bottle, throw it at a cop. Like, I don't know, man. I can't I can't sign off on that. I can't. Yeah. So um, that's pretty much all I got. And I, and I hope that everyone else found it as interesting as, as we did to, to hear some of uh, the other side of the, the story, you know, what the police officers are dealing with, how things are kind of teetering in New York in terms of crime. And uh, yeah, I mean, for me, it was definitely interesting. I, I, didn't, get, I didn't get that take from... From the media that I consume, and I th- and I thought that I consume pretty independent media, mm-hmm. but uh, I guess some stuff just doesn't get through. <laughs> yeah, and and to be honest, I do think and to expect 
that the media is going to be fair is it's ridiculous, right? Um, but I do think there should have been unbiased coverage. Tell this whole story. You know, I think that they purposely left out some things because they wanted to show us a particular picture, depending on what outlet you look at. But I think even overall, if you look at it, you know, as a general consensus, um, it was a certain type of narrative that they were pushing. And you really didn't get the shit in a bag and the piss in a in a bottle and the bricks. You really you don't really get a lot of that information. Mm, yeah. The most that they showed, you know, people being the aggressor was in a riot situation. And in some weird way, we're like, well, that's excused because that's the point of a riot. Yeah, but they they really weren't weren't telling that story, man. So, I'm I'm glad that we could bring it to the mic. I'm sure that there's there's people that haven't heard and that side of things. That I is think what it is, like, so I go by cynic for a reason. <laughs> I think we've touched on this a few <laughs> times. Uh, I think these kinds of discussions have been had since pff, the beginning of um, modern civilization. And they will continue to happen. I mean, the problem is us. It's people. Mm-hmm. And this, I don't, you're just never going to filter out um, abhorrent behavior. You know, it's, it's just like innate in us. And it's maybe in some more than others. Yeah, we were talking earlier about certain people shouldn't be allowed to have kids yeah, because you know, those are the people that are probably already starting the kids off on the wrong foot, you know, and then you got people who try to do good, fall through the cracks and snap. Yeah. And, but there's always going to be that. So I don't think, do you think it's because we came from like, cause we, you know, I think with time, obviously we've gotten smarter and we've became the alpha species. Right. But there was a point in time where, I mean, cavemen right more animalistic qualities were about us Hmm. do you think for some people they just never (laughs) genetically they just never got that refinement down (laughs) where it's like (laughs) this is how humans should act and you shouldn't you know like if we really think about it do we because why is it why is it so easy for some people to be so bad Hmm. i think anybody could be driven to a certain point but i think there's certain people that get driven to that point and i think there's other people that wake up in the morning and want to inflict harm Mm -hmm. Yeah. From both sides, from from the the blue side and from, you know, the the perp side or the the citizen side, right? There's people that wake up and they're just fucking off. Yeah. Cuz you and and I I mentioned that because you said it's, you know, to really really believe that you can, can that people are ever going to really coexist to a point where there isn't going to be that type of behavior, that type of crime is is stupid because you're always going to have a certain, you know, a certain amount of people that are going to be fucking douchebags. Yeah. So for me, it's like, why, why can't they figure it out? Obviously not being an expert. I, I, I just have my own theory. And I think you have a, we have a incredible mix genetically that allows us to be everything and anything that you can think of That's from, true, man. from amazing human beings to the most depraved human beings. And mm-hmm. like I said, I think genetically that's in us. And in some cases that might be, um, let's say, suppressed if you grow up in the right environment. Or it might be fed if you grow up in the wrong environment. But 
those are just two poles, yeah, opposite poles, but you have everything in between as well, which is where most of us are, which is why most of us can be normal and have normal lives and then do crazy shit or stupid shit and, you know, wonder why it's because it's, it's everything in between exists. And I often wonder, like, what it must have been like in caveman days to have had a psychopath in your tribe, in your in your little, you know, in your little cave there. Because I think they've always been around. And to be honest, they probably are the ones who survived. Which means we are potentially so descendant from majority of psychopaths. <laughs> Why do you think the psychopaths are the ones that, that figured it out from the, the caveman batch? Yeah, I, well, because they... Because they probably killed everybody. Yeah, exactly. When when you They're when you have when you are are not able to empathize, yeah, when you don't even know what that mm-hmm. feels like, you know, mm-hmm. when when the main focus for you is you and getting ahead, whatever that takes, whatever whoever you have to step on, or accidentally push off a cliff or whatever, then naturally you you know you're gonna be the one while while the nice guy. <laughs> Is the nice guy the one falling off the cliff? <laughs> Man. So yeah, I think we were doomed from the beginning. <laughs> <laughs> cynic, cynic, cynic. Yeah, man, it's it's hard, man. It's hard. You know, you hear you hear the cliche that you know you want world peace. You know, you really think about that. You know, man, is that ever obtainable? You know, is that ever something that we can Mm-mm. can reach? And and the. The optimistic side of me is always, you know, and I think that's where me and you differ, right? But I love you for who you are, baby. <laughs> the optimistic side of me is like, man, we, maybe we can get there one day. You know, maybe we can. But then I have real-life conversations with you, and you you bring me down to real world. And it's, bro, it's just, it's impossible. It really is, you know? Maybe we can bring it down to a very small number, and the number be so small, and we can treat it in a certain way where it doesn't really affect us, and we feel like it's not mm. there. You know what I mean? I think that's more of a possibility, but to really get everybody on the same page, because you do have those people that are psychopaths, right? And just wake up in the morning and have a different agenda than you and I. Yeah. You know, and that's in freak pain. So one thing I do want to get across to Nick before we sign off here, man, is that it's it's a hard job being a police officer. It really Absolutely. is. You know, there's the suicide rate with cops is... I don't know if people have looked into that, um, but the numbers are through the roof. And a lot of it is because the things that they see on their day-to-day, the things that they have to encounter, the things that they have to to deal with, a lot of it is hard to stomach. A lot of it is stuff that you would see in a movie. You know, like when you when you, when you you see the movie and, you, and you know, they open the door and there's a body laying down there, it's one thing to see it in a film and there's another thing to walk in and experience yeah. that. Yeah. Um, and then when we think about the shitty... You know, we talked about the shitty people out there, right? The shit that they do to their kids or the way people will hurt kids and how, how somebody can dismember a body. Like you can, like the, sh- the shit that they see, guys, is not is not easy. If there's anything that I want to get across, that not everybody is, is bad. You know, there are people out there that really want to do a good job because I know them personally. So it's, this is not secondhand. But at the same time, I do I do think that we're at a place where we have to start holding them even accountable because... Since we trusted them to uphold the law, they've gotten a pass for a long time if we look the other way, you know? So let's hold them accountable, man. I'm with that. I'm with that movement. But let's not think that they're all 
pieces of shit because they're not. They they really are good people that, and and now I'm sure there are cops that have blown the whistle on other cops. But even then, when they do that, you know how mm-hmm. it is. Now you're the guy. You're mm-hmm. the rat. So now their their career, maybe they have to change to a different piece, precinct. Now they have to uproot their family, and go somewhere else because they did the right thing. You know, I'm sure there are cops. I know there are cops that have gone ahead and blown the whistle on other cops, but a majority don't. I agree. Those are my two cents on that, man. Just wanted to get that out there. I agree 100%. 100%. I'm not sure that... Um, so if defunding the police is the only way they want to they address it, it ain't going to work. I mean, it's a good start yeah. if you do it like you said, if you do it right. Um, but it's just it has to be just a start. Like, I think it needs to be a combination of things. Again, um, stringent recruiting... And then also just looking at policing differently than we've been looking at it. Like you alluded to right now at the end, towards the end of your, your comment. Like, we need to see it more again, like trying to, you know, the job of trying to protect and, and sort of really protect and serve, you know. Mm-hmm. And I know, I get it, mm-hmm. it's a fine line to walk that when you have to walk, you know, when you have to face day to day on the street, scumbags, um, yeah psychopaths, you know, death and all kinds of atrocities, which is why I go back to saying, you know, humans can't do it and we should have robots. But until we have robots, <laughs> I second that. I we second have to that. find other ways to do it. <laughs> we have to find other ways to do it, man. So before we call this a rapperoonie, you know how I think we, we got something else for the you people. You know how we close with our quote of the day. And uh, today is no different. I, my quote is not related to policing because I will not be pigeonholed. <laughs> <laughs> but um, I think it could still be um, seen as appropriate. So I'll end the show with this. What you got? Freedom and love go together. Love is not a reaction. If I love you because you love me, that is a mere trade, a thing to be bought in the market. It's not love. To love is not to ask anything in return, not even to feel that you are giving something. And it is only such love that can know freedom. Krishnamurti. Man. We gotta love each other, man. We need more love, people. We need more love, man. I say I love you a lot. I do. I can meet somebody for the first time and love them. Like love you dude you know i wish you the best man i don't and you know some people think that's funny but i understand it yeah i got you it's a, obviously a different love than i have for you or for my significant other but we just gotta love man we gotta we gotta be selfless and not selfish and treat others how you want to be treated the shit isn't hard guys you know it's easy to be a fucking decent dude <laughs> you guys are making it harder than it is <laughs> you know it really is man it, but it's it's fucked up. You know what? I'm going to go right back. And I know we got to get out, man. I know we're, we're up against it here, Cynic. But if we go back to my quick point where I said that we shouldn't allow everybody to have kids. Mm-hmm. You know, there should be a process of them, you know, vetting themselves or, or showing that they're, you know, financially in a position. You don't have to be a millionaire. But if you're living check to check, how are you going to bring a kid into this world? For one, right? And mentally, right? Mental health is a huge thing. I think if we have that process, we have less psychopaths and we have less 
you know, people raping people and murdering. Because the shit that they're experiencing through their childhood from parents that weren't worthy of having them, that left them at the house, in, you know, in, in at home at two in the morning alone to go steal another kid like that Florida woman that we talked about earlier in the episode, right? Those experiences in their childhood that are happening is shaping them. I would say, I think some people are just doomed, right? And some people are just born crazy. But I do think that a lot of it is you're shaped by your environment, you know? And I think that we don't take enough, like, reproduction and reproducing. Yeah, it's part of life, but we don't, we don't take enough onus. We don't understand how big of a job that is. We just see it as life. We don't sit and think, man, you know what? If you don't have people with some sense raising this little human, that's going to affect this little human drastically. Absolutely. We don't we don't think about that enough, man. And it's just kind of like, oh, whatever, man. Whoever you want to have a kid, fuck, let's have a kid. Like, that's a life. First of all, it's a fucking life. You know, there has to be, that needs to be more precious to us, I think, man. I don't think it is. And I think it's fucking, it's, you know, it's things like that, man, that, that really put us, you know, in, in certain positions that we find ourselves in at times. I 150%. I'm totally on board with that. And sadly, the, the truth is that you have people today who want to go out and protest wearing masks because it infringes on their so-called freedom. Can you imagine mm -hmm. if as a society we started talking about that, we started having that conversation about whether, you, whether you're really fit to have a kid? <laughs> I, I think I, I would love it, but forget about it. I saw a series not too long ago and I, unfortunately i can't remember the name i was just looking for it. i can't find it but maybe you'll, you'll recognize it um the, it's about this group of people they're they i think it, they're somewhere in london or in the uk but it's set like in the future and these people are all like from the outside uh, outside appearances they're all happy and they're all living peaceful lives and monogamy is not a thing everything is sharing everything is feeling everything from the outside everything seems great the catch is they're all on drugs that's why they all can live that way they all have to constantly take a pill or you know they have different types of pills for different feelings that brings them always back down so that they, they can see things and live you know or whatever react calmly you know it's the only way that they can live the way they do and then of course there's a group of people who live uh, <laughs> of all places in what's left of the United States who still live in, you know, as they see it, freedom and in the rugged kind of whatever. And, and they have all the, you know, typical human traits and characteristics. And so what happens is that the people from uh, the UK or London, um, they end up going, they fly over in rockets to the US or what's left of it to look at these people who are living the way actually we live today and they go to watch them like a like a zoo almost to see how how these crazy people who are the leftovers of humanity and how humanity used to be to see how they live to see how they procreate to see how they fight to see how they and <laughs> of course everything gets turned upside down i won't tell you the whole story but the point of this is that's like the only way I can think of that you'll ever get everyone on board with some of these ideas. Because if you leave people to just choose and decide, there'll never be consensus behind anything, much less such a divisive topic like, you know, should we should we be more careful about who we allow to have kids? 
Our people would lose their shit. They would lose their shit. It's so funny that you say that because I never thought about that opposing. Because I obviously, obviously, sense that some people would be <laughs> feel a certain way about it, right? Uh, but I never thought that they would take an angle like, "Oh, you're infringing on our freedoms." Oh yeah. Yeah, that's one thing, man. Like here in the states, this whole freedom stuff, like, bro, it's the worst. Because obviously, it's not the worst. I mean, I'd much rather you know live the way I live now than be a slave. <laughs> Put that out there. But I'm saying it's the worst because it gives people here this certain arrogance, mm-hmm. and it's not it's not coming from let me be humble and happy that I'm free and that I live in this country. Which, again, free is debatable, right? Because there's different type of chains. What really pisses me off is that there's people here that just feel entitled, right? And they think kind of they're better than other people. And then you come to the whole mask wearing thing, you know? And I've said this on the podcast many of times, man. You know, I don't wear a mask for myself. I wear it because I'm thinking about other people, you know? Because I really do feel like I can walk into a store. And just as long as I'm not touching everything, right? And I'm careful and I'm... I'm aware of you know the current state of the world i'm not fucking grabbing the handle and touching my face or stupid shit like that i think i'll be all right but i, I still go in there with a mask you know f- for, for other people so you know when you bring the the angle of so much people are going to be like oh what do you mean we can't have kids i i hear them saying it what else what else is next first the mask and now i can't have kids <laughs> you know what i mean what else are you going to take from me socialism and it's like dude the, the whole kid thing is just so we can make a better human race right so we can make a safer place for our children it's not because we want to control you you know but they're always going to flip it man they're always going to make it to something else and i can already hear the americans shouting from the rooftops mm-hmm. that this is a violation of their freedoms and it's fucking revolting it makes me want to throw up well on, on that, that note <laughs> <laughs> thank you all for joining us once again in this first episode of season two yes sir and uh make sure you join us again next week tell your friends tell your family tell your cat tell your dog (laughs) and we will catch you again same time same place same channel y'all take care of yourselves yes sir thanks for joining us guys you already know it take care of yourselves and each other we'll see you on the next one peace peace choose choose
which again, free is debatable, right? Because there's different type of chains.